Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 38 of the Finger Guns podcast. And Merry, Merry Christmas to you. My name is Roscoe, and I'm joined by Mr. Greg Hicks. Good evening. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm all right. Um, bit of a weird weekend, but this isn't a therapy session, so I've been playing video games. So, yeah, it's all good. Hooray! Good, good. Are you well fed now? I am, yeah. Um, if you hear any heavy breathing, it's all the, the fat from the KFC. Just I've had to wolf down, just clogging my arteries. So if you hear me sort of like... <laughs> it's just my heart stopping. Oh, I shouldn't make jokes about that, should I, Sean? Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking of your heart stopping, ah. Mr. Sean Davies! Hi. Hi, Sean. Hey, Roscoe. Hey, Greg. How are you, mate? Hi. I'm very well. I've just finished up a packet of Skittles Chewies. Which is all wrong. They are they are Skittles without any shells. Oh, yeah, it's just the inside bit of well, Skittles in a bag. That's really weird. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It just, it just sounds like slightly harder, smaller Starburst. To be honest with you, they like they were all stuck together in a bag, so it was just like chewing on one giant Skittle. Are they, which... like, are they like millions? No, no, like, oh. the same as like a normal Skittle, just just oh, without okay. the the delicious crunchy shell. Hmm. Um, here, a public service announcement: stay away from. Chewy Skittles. It's not a good idea. <laughs> Yogurt-covered Skittles, though. Those are good. Other yogurt-based sweets are available. Yes. How are you, Roscoe? How are you doing? I'm all right, man. I've had a very, very good week. I went to London. I went to see Hamilton. And it's been fun. Hamilton's a wonderful show. I highly recommend it to not only theatre-goers, but pretty much anyone, really. It's a, it's a really good time. That was my in-depth review of Hamilton. <laughs> We were talking about this before we started recording, and you've sold me on it. So I think the next time I head down south, I'm going to try and get there. Maybe a double header of EGX Res and Hamilton. Oh, man. But yeah, that's been my week, and uh, it's been a pretty good week so far. But I want to hear about what you guys have been playing. So, Mr. Grey Kicks, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I have finished Star Wars, which which was good. I really enjoyed it. Enjoyed the experience. I'm, I may go back and pick some of the other stuff up, but I've got that end game thing now. You know, where I finish and go, oh, I can't be asked now. Like I said the other week, I do it with, did it with Control, did it with Red Dead and all that kind of stuff. Where I go, yeah, I could clean up all the extra stuff. Can't be bothered. Uh, what else have I been playing? Oh, I forgot to tell you guys on the on the Slack chat. You know, I was faffing around my TV. I finally managed to faff it properly and get proper, decent 4K this time. So I've just been like going over all the, the shiny games and playing them again, really. Like, dabbled in Resident Evil 2, started playing that for about three hours the other night, just cruising through it again. Yeah, and um, I touched upon it last week, that Hong Kong massacre, Hotline Miami meets John Woo sort of stranglehold. Yes. Uh, it's really difficult, but I absolutely love it. I mean, I, I've finished the two Hotline Miamis, so it was sort of right up my street, and the fact that you can top down Max Payne, essentially, but one-hit kills, both you and enemies, so it's that quick restart, go again, go again. So it's got that addictive kind of gameplay to it. And still boshing away with uh, my friend Pedro. Nice, how are you yeah. finding it in the uh, the later stages? I haven't got that far. I've, I've got to the third area. Um, I think I just got there when I stopped playing it the other day, so I haven't actually dabbled on any levels yet. Have you discovered the skateboards yet? Oh, yeah, that's great fun. Oh, yeah. Although I did spend ages at one point because you flip it, don't you? And then you supposed to, I, I think I figured out you've got to flip it and then kind of jump on it to make it land properly. I spent ages trying to flip it upright and it kept landing like a buttered up piece of bread. It just kept landing on its fucking back. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, why? I'm trying to flip a skateboard over. Why is this so difficult? And then I remembered to flip it and jump. I was like, oh, wow, I've just wasted 30 seconds. So, uh, yeah. No, I was Not 30 that. seconds. No, I'm exaggerating. It's probably about God. my week, really. Sort of hitting a lot of the uh, the indie games this week and finishing Star Wars. Excellent. 
Can you see why I went to you first so I didn't forget you this time? You yes, know. thank you. That's uh, I, I didn't have to remind you of the polite little um, cough this time. Oof, thank God for that. <laughs> uh, Mr. Sean Davies, what have you been playing this week? I've been playing a whole bunch. No way. Yeah, for a, for a change. <laughs> so, Medieval, the remaster, is currently in the sale, or was in the sale, on the PlayStation Network. It was in that, like, that weekend flash deal for like £15. So I bought it, and I'm disappointed. Oh, I I'll be honest. That. Did when, I not say at EGX? Wow, this looks shit. Yeah, but the thing is, like when I played it, so I sat down and played the first level, and I was pleasantly surprised. And what I didn't realise was that straight after that is a part of the game that I really didn't like when I was a kid and I'd completely forgotten about. Yeah, it's well, like, like PTSD, it's just come back to you. Like, no! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just remember being really frustrated by this one particular part of the game. And it's part where there's like stained glass and glass coming out the floor and the floor keeps dropping away. And it is just super annoying. So I played that for two hours and I don't think I'll ever be back to it. But, you know, it looks nice, I guess. <laughs> I've also been feeling a bit uh, reminiscent uh, because I saw that there was this new Game Boy thing coming out. So I decided I want to play something that I'd played before. But I ended up buying something instead. I bought a Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, which is... I was, I was very surprised by it. So it's like a combination of Pokemon Go and Pokemon Red or Blue, depending on which version you buy. So I've got Eevee and I think I'm Red. And I think Pokemon Pikachu is Blue. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a cracking game. It, it's taken a lot of getting used to. So I've played most generations of Pokemon up until like the last two. And I've always been kind of accustomed to walking into a Pokemon and then having a battle. And this one, where you basically, instead of having a battle, you have to aim your switch at a Pokemon and throw a Pokeball, just like a Pokemon Go, is just like, it's weird. It's taken a lot of getting used to. And I didn't like it at first at all. Um, but then the longer I've played it, the more I've got accustomed to it. And now I'm really enjoying it. I'm like halfway through my Pokedex. I've, you know, beaten Giovanni. I'm I'm kicking some ass. So, yeah, it's... That, that's been fun. It looks really good too. And it's a really nice reminiscence of the original. So like this is the tower with the ghosts in. And it just it just feels like the game I played when I was a kid. Except not, if that makes any sense. So the same events happen, but they've made them better, which is good. I've been playing Gris, which I bought from the PlayStation Store the other day. Ooh, it, so good. Yeah. It's it's not as interactive as I thought it'd be. It's still it's I think I got my expectations way too high, um, but it is one of the most beautiful games I've played this year by far. It's it's a gorgeous game, but it just doesn't feel as like interactive. There's not really that much to do apart from jump around. It is more to do with like exploration and puzzle solving, but then it's like, I'll, I'll be honest, I paid the first hour and a half and I've kind of not really had to do anything taxing i've just been jumping and collecting and moving in the right direction and i guess that's the part of the game you know it just wants you to move on quickly and see everything it's got to offer so yeah it it's it's nice um i've also been playing dead end job which is out now my review will be done asap it's on my work computer so it'll probably be monday tuesday so maybe after this podcast goes up but maybe not and it's it's cracking lads it's cracking one of my favorite games of the year absolutely brilliant it's like The Banning of Isaac, but if it was Ghostbusters and Ren and Stimpy at the same time. And it's bloody brilliant. It is really fun. 
Are you are you being paid by Tony Golan to say this? No, no, I've now paid Tony Golan. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I was reviewing it on the Switch and I, I bought it again on the PlayStation 4. And I'm going to probably buy it on the Xbox One as well. Just because like, that's how much I like it. It's mm. just pure, unadulterated goodness in a twin sticker shoot. I have laughed so many times at this game. Like one of the enemies is called a poultry geist and it's a chicken and I was just like, haha, that's brilliant. And it's just full of dad jokes. And, you know, I love a good dad joke. So <laughs> it's, it's just dead funny. And lastly, I've been playing through some more of the Telltale games because I miss them a whole lot. So I finished off Guardians of the Galaxy. I finished off Minecraft Story Mode Season 2. I really miss Telltale. So I was, you know, quite glad that some of the news that's been happening this week. But yeah, I'm I'm going to all the Telltale games. Oh, and I've, I also re- renewed my uh, PlayStation Now subscription, and I downloaded um, Middle Earth: Shadow of War, oh, which nice. is it, it's it's more of the same. I really like the original. It's mm. basically old school Assassin's Creed, and I've been just mincing through that. Been Excellent. good times. Been a busy week, guys. Yeah, sounds it. What have you been playing, Roscoe? Oh God, do you even need to ask? You've been playing Fortnite, by any chance? Yeah. Did you manage to get into the Star Wars thing? I didn't. Okay. I was I was too late, so I decided to watch someone stream it, and that was a mistake. Because <laughs> yeah, I this is my first ever venture into the world of Fortnite streamers, and good lord, I felt my age watching it go down. To be honest, but the actual event itself was very cool. You know, it was very interesting to see J.J. Abrams as a skin in Fortnite. That was quite cool, but. You know, watching the Falcon go over the island and, you know, taking down TIE Fighters and stuff was just very cool. In a very Fortnite kind of way, it's very expansive and dramatic and, you know, probably cost them way too much to do for what it was. But yeah, it was quite interesting. The uh, the scene that they, that they showed was already in a trailer. Yes. Which is weird, considering that they were going to go, hey, here's an exclusive scene from The Rise of Skywalker. And it was one that we'd already seen. Yeah. And so that whole thing was like, oh, that's a bit odd. That's a bit strange. But, you know, it was I mean, a very cool event. So it, it was a bit longer than the one that was on YouTube, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the scene itself was probably no more than 45 seconds long. Yeah. It was just kind of expanding that little moment where, you know, uh, Poe and Ray and Finn head onto one of the enemy bases. I'm not entirely sure which one it was. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, it was fine. And then obviously afterwards, they filled the map with lightsabers and um, stormtroopers to take down. And that's that's been, honestly, a lot of fun this weekend. Running around with Kylo Ren's lightsaber, taking people down. And, you know, you know me, I love a Fortnite challenge list. And a whole lot of Star Wars challenges came around with them. So that's been my weekend. It, I'll be honest with you. I have, I have watched this whole thing unfold with, like... I feel like it should really appeal to me and I'm genuinely excited the fact that like this is happening. We've now got like big media corporations coming into video games and doing something completely new and that really excites me. But the fact that it's Fortnite really pisses me off. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> like this this is probably one of the biggest kind of media crossover events in history. You know, this is 250 million players on Fortnite, experiencing Star Wars stuff, it's being you know it's being shoved towards them. It's massive, but it, like I'm sitting there going, "Fucking Fortnite, though, isn't it?" 
and you know Apex Legends is over there. Oh, we've got a BB-8 skin. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, that's probably the fault of EA. You know, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't throw the cash like Epic did, I guess. Yeah, but like EA have got um, exclusive rights to rights to make Star Wars games, and there's Epic just like, <laughs> nope, sorry. Yeah, it is a weird thing. I mean, yeah, the the audience to Fortnite is evidently vastly bigger than than Apex, so yeah. you've got to give it to them. You know, there's no denying these what the, the crossovers that they do. You know, it's it is impressive, and it is media conglomerates looking for the biggest audience. Oh, for sure. Like it's 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 a winner on on both because, like at the end of the day, I have been so tempted to pick up Fortnite again, and I I don't even play it that often anymore. And I wanted to buy the fucking Fortnite skins, and they're like twenty five pound or something. Yeah, it was like the Batman skins. I bought the Batman skins, and I, I must have played the game like twenty times since then. <laughs> what the fuck? I spent twenty five quid to play. It's a pound a game to play yeah. as Batman. And my kids half the time I, I log in and they've changed this fucking skin to like a noob skin again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the things you know, that, that came up. Ray and Finn and a the Red Trooper is available in like a pack for twenty eight pounds or something, and. It is cool, but you do have to take a step back and go, okay, that's bullshit. You know, that's just really insane. And it was only for that event. You know, you can still get them, but yeah. 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 No, you have to stop yourself at some point. You yeah. know, I, I haven't spent a single penny on Fortnite ever, and it just sucks me in with the stupidity of it all and how vast it is and how different it is all the time and how it continually changes. And yeah, anyway, that's enough about Fortnite. Let, let, let me just tell you this before we move oh, on. Fuck. <laughs> just before we move on my uh 10 year old he he watched and was participating in the event and he said that two guys showed up on on the event one guy was the guy with star wars and one of them was a weirdo <laughs> my kid my kid does not like jeff Keeley, which is great <laughs> i love it i love it another cool little thing there was a stormtrooper on the stage at the time and he was voiced by Ben Schwartz, who is Sonic the Hedgehog in the movie. He's the worst. <laughs> so that was cool. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good God. I have so many games to play. Why am I still playing fucking Fortnite every day? I don't know. But that's what's happening. So I just have to roll with it. All right, then. Let's move on to... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most exhilarating, most exciting, most electrifying video game quiz in all the world! Hosting the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge. Lock up your daughters. Hold on to your butts and go absolutely uptown Funkatron for the smoothest cat in the entire podcast cosmos. It's the knowledge himself, Mr. Sean Davies! Hello and welcome to this week's Trivia Challenge. As this is our festive edition... This quiz is all about Christmas video games. <laughs> the games we only enjoy one week a year. Hey. <laughs> if you've never participated in this quiz before, I'm going to read out 10 questions now. If you keep the answers, uh, we'll give out the answers toward the end of the podcast. Both Roscoe and Greg are going to write down their answers and we're going to see which of those two win. Ross is currently way out in the lead with wins this season. Greg is actually doing okay. I think you're, he's still drawing with Paul now because Paul pulled it back last he's, week. Yeah, he, he's done a couple more ahead of me, hasn't he? Uh, he won last week's one. Yeah, I think I think you were ahead of him and then you pulled pulled level. I think you're on seven apiece now. I just think Ross has got an abnormally long winning streak. Is all. Oh, to be or fair, winning, though, winning record, not streak. His, his winning record has 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 taken quite a dent. 
Um, I know he was. I mean, you you two are quite, you know, catching up now. So, so he's twenty. <laughs> he's not twenty. He's on like he's some eighteen. Up there, isn't he? Is it? Uh, oh. Yeah, because like we've only done thirty six episodes, and there's not that many thirty eight episodes. Um, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh yeah, trying to do math then. If, he's, if I've got seven and Paul got seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you guys ready? Yes. Yes. Okay. Question one: Which video game series features the characters Sumo Santa and Bad Mr. Frosty? So, question one: Which video game series features the characters Sumo Santa and Bad Mr. Frosty? Not very good one. Okay, question two. In which Telltale developed episodic game series did you visit the North Pole and Santa's workshop? Oh, Christ. Question two. In which Telltale developed episodic game series did you visit the North Pole and Santa's workshop? Oh, that is a deep cut. That is a deep cut. I think I know. I'm going to hazard a guess because I don't know if I got that far in it, but it's the only one that makes any sense. Not the zombie one. Definitely Game of Thrones. Definitely Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay. Question three. Which of the Batman Arkham games is set on Christmas Eve? Mm. Question three. Which of the Batman Arkham games is set on Christmas Eve? Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, I see what you're doing. I see what you're... Question oh, it's a Christmas quiz. Uh, it's, it's festive, you see. Question, question four. What was the name of the Mega Drive and SNES video game released in 1994 in which you played as Santa Claus, who's trying to rescue Christmas from an evil mouse? Fucking <sighs> <laughs> Question four. What was the name of the Mega Drive and SNES video game released in 1994 in which you played as Santa Claus who's trying to rescue Christmas from an evil mouse? God. If anyone out there gets this, let me know. Mm. I will high-five you into oblivion. I think you'll both actually smack yourself when I tell you the answer. I, I generally have no idea. Okay, then. No, I'm... Fair enough. Okay, question five. In which Nintendo-developed franchise might you celebrate Toy Day with a reindeer named Jingle? Question five. In which Nintendo-developed franchise might you celebrate Toy Day with a reindeer named Jingle? Such Ross bias. <laughs> Oh, I do know this one. You do, you know it now. <laughs> okay. Question six. Which of the Saints Row games had an expansion called How the Saints Saved Christmas? Question six. Which of the Saints Row games had an expansion called How the Saints Saved Christmas? Is 
Did anyone actually ever enjoy the Saints Row games? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm just interested in them though because they got too silly, but you know I played them. Because Agents of Mayhem is terrible. Mm. Agreed. Mm. Okay. Question seven. What is the best-selling game of 2019? Question 7. What is the best-selling game of 2019? Hmm. I have read this the other day, and I was surprised. I can't remember what the fuck it was. <laughs> if it's like Minecraft or Roblox, does that count? What? Well, are these games that just sell millions upon millions every year? You know? Yeah, but do you really sell Minecraft? Because it's free, isn't it? Or do you buy that? <laughs> Definitely not is free. Someone's not. It. Oh, okay. Okay, question eight. Which Sega Saturn exclusive game had a two-level Christmas-themed sampler that was distributed as a demo with the console, attached to magazines, and packaged with other games? Oh, those were the days. Do you remember the demo discs? <laughs> so question eight. Which Sega Saturn exclusive game had a two-level Christmas-themed sampler that was distributed as a demo with the console, attached to magazines, and packaged with other games. So you don't want the I name of the Christmas this. game, but you want so the name of the well. game that had the spin-off. The... Yeah, the name, cool. Cool. The, the original game, yeah. Oh, man, I remember playing this for hours. I don't. And hours. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get it right. Um, I remember playing the normal game and going, wow, this isn't very good. Oh. <laughs> okay, question nine. <clears throat> Which PlayStation 1 survival horror game took place on Christmas Eve? You're kidding me with the bias right now. I don't know if I know that one. Um... Question 9. Which PlayStation 1 survival horror game took place on Christmas Eve? Oh. I think I do know that one. And finally, question 10. Which... 2016 game developed by Capcom saw you fighting zombies over the Christmas period. So question 10. Which 2016 game developed by Capcom saw you fighting zombies over the Christmas period? Capcom makes zombie games? <laughs> Is this news to you? <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't say it. Okay, and that is all ten questions. A nice festive quiz for you there. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah. That's okay. That was a lot of fun. We shall I see. I think I did alright with this. Oh no, famous last words. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Paul says it all the time. And plus, I'm asking you what the score, no, what the Paul, score is last Paul today. Does his, so. Paul does his fake out bullshit when he goes, oh, I haven't done very well. 
sorry, that was a terrible Paul accent. Sorry, Paul, you're not um, you're not the big guy from Looney Tunes. Sorry, I can't do a London <laughs> accent. Yeah, Paul always goes, "Oh, I've done bollocks on that," and then wins. Yeah, like boy who cried wolf, isn't it? Oh, I've done terribly. Oh, I've got nine out of ten. Do you think he? Do you think he says that and then puts himself on a mo- um, on mute and then just does like a motley laugh, like <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've got geez. them now. Yeah, <laughs> apples and pears. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a tiebreaker just to uh, just to confirm? We do. I don't think, uh, I don't think I, we need one. <laughs> I will. I will ask the tiebreaker later, so you can't go and Google the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I don't know why I'm laughing. That's what I do. <laughs> or do I? There's no way with your record that you Google the answers. You're just terrible at Google if that's the no, case. If, if I Google the answers, then if everyone's wondering why I'm getting clean sweeps and everything, the only time I ever got a clean sweep was all legit, and I just was being too pretentious as my fucking answer. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, then let's get into some news. And the Game Awards was on Thursday night, and there was a lot of games announced, including, but not limited to, a brand new console. So we're going to go through some of the announcements, not all of them, because there was quite a jam-packed show. But we'll go through the uh, the highlights, which you want to talk about. First up, well, Xbox just decided to drop their new console at the Game Awards this year. The Xbox Series X, which is due, of course, next Christmas. Gents, did you see the console? What do you think? Are you looking forward to it? Uh, Mr. Greg Hicks? I think it looks like the monolith from 2001. <laughs> I like to think I like to think that is that is going to be the the the, the boot up screen is going to be the color tunnel from the end of the film when he's like I can see everything. Yeah, I haven't really looked much into it, but I just know it looks big and black and ugly. I mean, not yeah. an attractive looking console. Do you not think? Then, I think it looks good. No, no, I think it just looks like a big chunk that's going to get really that's going to really piss people off when they've got these nice sleek uh, under TV cabinets for horizontal consoles, and then they go bam, big tube. <laughs> Okay, uh, Sean, what do you think of the Xbox Series X? Yeah, I mean, to be to be fair, they really have no attempt at this anymore. They went for X boned, and now they, the X. They've got to be doing it on purpose, haven't they? Like, oh, it gets people talking because <laughs> no one can be that clueless. I hate the name. I'll be honest. Stupid. Isn't it? Uh, it, um, 360 was a stupid name, so you know. Yeah, I hate the name because it. it firstly, it's like the Xbox Series X, and come Christmas, if. People are going to get fucked off if they buy the wrong thing. You know, I want an Xbox X. Which one? The Series one, X, not the X. One or a Series X. Yeah. Or the S. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? Just, just name your console something else. Add a number. You know? Xbox 4 or something, yeah. It's, it just doesn't make any sense. It, it's just frustrating. At least PlayStation have had it simple. One to five. Don't look at the console. It's it's fine. They've confirmed that you can light on its side. It's oh, basically, you can? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you, you can light on its side. And basically, it's the size of two Xbox Ones stuck on top of one another. And it's round about the same length. So it's just going to be a PC box. And it, it's basically a PC. So It's the size of two Xbox Ones on top of each other. Yep. What size Xbox, Xbox Ones? Well, what OG Xbox Ones. Uh, Xbox One S. So one and a half normal Xboxes. Then. Yeah. <laughs> just getting the measuring dimensions out. Hang on. There's a really cool image online that's gone basically... They've done the silhouette of all the uh, consoles lined up next to one another. And it's it's almost identical to two xbox one s's stuck together same height same and then just basically double the width and yeah it just it looks like that and it's you know a bit pap it's it's fine it just looks like a pc box it's you know it's nothing this, this is what irritates me people are like oh well that's amazing if you've ever been to a pc shop you'll see that box like 10 million times 
except they've they've got like neon like RBG fucking lighting up inside and fans that you know, run on Kool-Aid or whatever. And, it's, you know, it just looks a bit pap. Okay. Yeah, I think it looks all right. I, I kind of wish they'd just done a bit something a bit different. What were you expecting? I was expecting very much the same, to be honest. Yeah. And <laughs> I'll just be honest with you, I didn't like the look of the Xbox One, the original Xbox One. I thought it looked like a rubber. There's there's a convention for consoles and there's a convention for PCs and they've kind of gone halfway between, and it's going to look a bit daft in in cabinets under people's TVs, and but you know at the end of the day people rave about the frigging Cybertruck or whatever the fuck this is that Elon Musk has made, and that looks like a bag of shit and also, you know whatever, let people would like whatever they want, it just does look like a a box where you'd keep your console in. I half expect to open the Xbox Series X and get my console out of it. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. I'm sure it'll be lovely. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. I do like the greenness at the top when you turn it on. That's quite pretty. That grill thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no fucking way. If if I put that out, my kids would instantly push crayons and all kinds of shit through that hole. <laughs> it would be all fucking gunked up within days. Yeah. They'd be having yeah. that straight back in the post. Make it secure, dum dums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dum dums. Jeez, I'm sure uh, some third-party accessory people are already on it. Absolutely, there's going to be some <laughs> some kind of filter on top. Yeah, absolutely. Along with that came the announcement of Senua's Saga: Hellblade Two with a very, very Swiss trailer, which was all in engine. Some would say, and it looks <laughs> pretty wild. I still haven't finished the uh, first one yet. Maybe you need to get on that. I do. I really do. Well, you get Series X and Hellblade 2 on Game Pass. Well, I've got it on uh, PS4 as well because it was one of the uh, plus three games, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, God, man, this is... I have two God. versions to play and I still haven't played it yet. It's just crazy to think that all of the uh, the Series X games are just going to be... Hey, there you go. You can play them on Game Pass if you want. Mm. You know, more of that is just it's just mental. Has it been... Assumedly, it's been confirmed as an exclusive because it's Ninja Theory. Um, is it yeah. or isn't it? I would say it would go to PC as well, so mm. half and half. They, I think some of the messaging that's come out since the announcement of the Series X is the fact that they are now in a position where they don't see you know, consoles and PCs any different. You develop for one, you develop for the other. So, you know, we'll see. I very much doubt that they're going to see many Xbox console exclusives next gen. Yeah. Yeah, I can either work in it in their favor or not, I suppose, especially with uh, xCloud. The thing is, it doesn't make any sense for console. The console games cost so much money to make now, and to, to restrict it just to your ecosystem, it doesn't make any sense anymore. You know, it it, it doesn't. They, they cost too much to make, and they they don't make enough money back to to warrant what they do. So, why not sell it to PC gamers? You know, why tell, not? That to, tell that to uh, Sony and Nintendo. They're not budging anytime soon. Well, yeah, Sony are. Sony, uh, it looks like um, Horizon Zero Dawn is going on to Steam very soon. Um, They published um, that indie game on PC on Epic Game Store at the same time. Yeah, but PC, I mean, it's not going to go to... There isn't going to be a a PlayStation app for the Xbox, is there? Oh, for sure, no. They aren't going to play ball like that. But what I'm saying is those those platforms that are basically non-competition, they're like untapped markets. You're just yeah. going to put it there, aren't you? Yeah. It, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, the rumor keeps swirling around that Xcloud is going to be available on Switch as well. So we shall see. 
you know, I, I I wouldn't see, I can't see Sony really pulling out a fight yet on that either. You know, I don't see the so long as it has to be bought with PlayStation credit, I don't really think they care. Right then, before that, though, before the pre-show, we had a look at some Nintendo stuff. They've released some DLC for Marvel Ultimate Alliance, the Black Order, Rise of the Phoenix, which looks pretty cool, and No More Heroes Three is a thing that actually exists now. And that trailer was fucking crazy. They generally are, aren't they? No More Heroes games. Yeah, pretty much. Anyone excited for it? I haven't played any of the actual main No More Heroes games. The only one I've played is the one I had for review, the Travis Strikes Again, and that's a separate kind of game. It's completely different to what the main trilogy, well, now trilogy is. So no, I've never actually, uh, I've seen various cutscenes and such and all the references they make, but I've never actually played one. We got to know that Maneater, which is just when you play a shark and eat people, well, this game looks awesome. So this it's like Jules, Jules the PS2 game, but better. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. That's coming out on everything uh, sometime next year. Uh, we got another trailer for the Final Fantasy VII remake, which is due yeah. on March the 3rd. Still in Midgar. Still just, you know, green and black. I'm still going to buy it. I'm still going to buy all the subsequent episodes. I'm still pissed off at their modeling, but yeah, I'm going to buy it. Can Can I just say something? And, and here, I need to tell the people that are campaigning to have the original voice actors in this game to go and fuck themselves. What original voice actors? Exactly. They <laughs> they want they want the the voice actors from um Advent Children to come back and voice this. What does it matter? It doesn't. I think these voice actors are better in my opinion. But, you know. Lance, Lance Bass did a good job as Setheroff. But was he in the film or was he in Kingdom Hearts? I can't remember. I think it was in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, but... it, it, it's just that this this campaign that's this is called reunion, the reunion campaign. They basically want the old voice actors back, and they're saying we're we're not we're not trying to disrespect the current voice actors, but we don't want them, and I think it's really disrespectful. <laughs> and yeah. I'll be honest with you, it's just I, I we don't need any more petitions online, so stop, please. You're making a fucking ass of yourself. Seen, they've done a similar one with Resident Evil 3 as well. Oh, she, for fuck's like, sake. Original, she doesn't like the original PS1 deal, basically. Yeah, but she looked like she just walked out of fucking Virtual Fighter in the original game. I know. So and, uh, people are asking for her original voice actor back as well. And I think what they don't realise is it's been 20 years, so she's going to sound a lot different than she would have done originally. So it's Jesus Christ. Fans being fans, isn't it? If you want, if you, This is what I said the same thing about Resident Evil 2. Oh, I've said it. If you like the original and their voice acting go and play the original stop yeah. trying to <laughs> pander to a small demographic of people that go no i want the original voice actor back these games are made 20 years ago no one's going to sound the same as they did i don't sound as squeaky as i did you know 20 years ago so yeah Jesus. Stupid. sorry about that roscoe that's yeah, right tangent did then but yes yeah, so i can see <laughs> that's fine i remember seeing something about jill's costume oh god people realized that you could Still get it. It comes in a pre-order or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's because she's wearing practical clothing this time. Oh, God. Yeah. Sorry, internet. Yeah, whatever you do, do not go to One Angry Gamer and look up their article. And if you do, use some kind of, you know, IP mirror, because Jesus Christ, (laughs) you're going to get some kind of sexually transmitted disease off that fucking website. As long as they still put Regina's costume from Dino Crisis as a bonus costume in this one, that (laughs) would Oh man, can you imagine it? If that was the way they announced Dino oh, Crisis, they didn't they have um didn't they have like a Japanese policewoman as or the Japanese traffic warden or something in, in the Resident Evil Three DLC? Yeah. Oh, not DLC, um, unlockable costumes. Yeah, 
that was like a mini skirt and blousing, was it? Oh, that's not going to be in there, is it? <laughs> oh dear. No. Tofu. Oh dear. Yeah. But no. You can't really sexualize tofu, can you? Please don't. Anyone try to? <laughs> oh man, the fan fiction is ready. There's probably a rule 34 about it somewhere. For sure. Oh. Right then, we're moving on then to Control and their Expeditions update is now available. They land, they threw it day and date on the day of the Game Awards. Make anyone want to go back to Control? I need to, but you know, time is short and games are plenty. So yeah, it's on my list of things to eventually go back to. Nice. Uh, Sean, are you going to jump into Control again? Yes. The Expeditions? Cool. It's a timed thing, isn't it? It's it's one of the, yeah. the AWEs. No, it's not. It's the Objects of Power. It's a jukebox, and you get tokens, and each time you go into it, you've got 25 minutes or something to do what you got to do. Yes. I think that might be one level or the whole thing. I'm not sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm glad we could clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then we got a first look at Godfall, which is a PS5 game coming, presumably a launch title, I guess, which we'll see. If that fails, it's going to be known as God Awful. Oh, no. I'm just saying, you know, it writes itself, doesn't it? Um, I'm so getting you a review code. <laughs> just have that. You're going to get me a PS5 as well. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Yeah. If you like what we do, please subscribe to our Patreon. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, all, all these we all need new consoles. <laughs> yeah. Sean, does Godfall get you excited for a, for the next generation? It does. It does. It, well, I, I mean, I say this. The trailer was like, you know, a bit of a non-event. It just looked like Anthem. But then I saw some GIFs of the gameplay that were released afterwards and an interview with the developers, and it sounds wicked. It sounds like Sekiro and Destiny had a baby. So, yeah, I'm well into that. All right. I hate the uh, logo. It really annoys me. <laughs> it looks really, like, 1980s. Kind of, yeah. like, trying to, trying to look like a fantasy product, and it's like, ugh. I thought I thought the O was a bullet hole. It's not. It's a weird sigil type thing. Mm. I thought it was a bullet hole. I was like, hang on, what kind of game is this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we got a look at Bravely Default 2, which is coming to Nintendo Switch. It's not a series that I've uh, ever dabbled in, but I know there's a huge audience for it. So yeah, I've, I played the first one. What do you think? I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'm a fan of old school sort of JRPGs anyway. Um, and this one is Squeenix, so it's turn-based, it's fun. The story was good. It does turn a few tropes on its head. You know, the whole uh, destroying or restoring four sort of MacGuffins to save the world, and you think, oh, okay, fine, and then it goes a bit alternate universes and all that kind of stuff, so that was good. Um, I then started playing the second one, and then I traded my DS in because I was, wasn't using it. So I know that carries on from it. So if they're doing a Bravely Default 2, that to me says it's a whole new world. Uh, it's It was good. As, as far as old classic RPG sort of Final Fantasy Breath of Fire molds go, it was a very good game. But cool. I can't really give you like a much more of a breakdown on the whole series. Alrighty. Well, that's Bravely Default 2 coming to Switch next year. Uh, then we got to look at the Warframe Empyrean, which is out now on PC, and the Rising Tide DLC coming to PS4. And Xbox One. And then we've got a trailer for something called Prologue, which is from the player unknown himself. Is this related in any way, or is it a brand new IP? Sean, do you have any idea? It's a brand new IP. It's not a okay. shooter. Um, it's something completely different from what I've heard. I've not heard a whole lot. I just know that it's nothing like PUBG. Which makes sense, because they set up that studio to make non 
PUBG games. So we'll shall see. All right. It looked pretty cool in the trailer, though. I remember hearing like yeah, uh, a while back some random rumors of some uh, PUBG single player DLC, like a campaign. But yeah, this is not this is not related. No, not at all. This I think that was outsourced to the that Korean team, but this is. Like PUBG set up like a little studio, I think it was in Holland, to do like weird stuff that he wanted to do outside of PUBG with all the money that he'd made from PUBG. So yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool. Fingers crossed it doesn't end up like PUBG and having <laughs> a, a, a better game exactly the same released six months later. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, then we got a look at Sons of the Forest, which is a very creepy looking horror game. Uh, that's the kind of thing I wouldn't play, but maybe I'll throw it to Paul if it ever comes around. If you want to play the original Forest, it's currently on sale on PlayStation Network for like like less than seven pounds. I think it was six pound fifty eight or something. Oh, okay, I won't. I know you won't, but you know <laughs> somebody might. <laughs> it's, it should the listeners need to enjoy. Uh, then we got a look at Ruined King, uh, which is League of Legends DLC. It's not something. Do you know anything about League of Legends? I don't know anything about League of Legends. I'm aware of the abbreviation. Sounds like someone laughing. Uh, yeah, yeah, literally. But that's it. I've never played it. It's a MMO malarkey bollocks that I can't be asked with. Okay. It, it's not an MMO at all. Is it not? <laughs> well, exactly. There we go, then. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how little I know or care about League of Legends. No, I thought it was. No, no. It's um, a MOBA. A MOBA. Oh, right. Sorry. I know what that means. Mm, multiplayer online battle. battle. That's why. Exactly. <laughs> okay. It's cool. a big deal well, for those that played. Awesome. Well, that's great then. Enjoy. Good luck with you. So is chest. Oh dear. And then we got a look at Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which has been delayed again. Oh no. Out to March 2020. Uh, it still looks beautiful. It looks incredible. Going to be awesome. But yeah, a little bit longer to wait on that one. And then we got a look at Apex Legends' uh, Christmas stuff. Uh, Mirage's Holiday Bash. Via Roger Craig Smith live on stage as Mirage, via some very incredible technology. There was a live conversation happening between him as Mirage and Jeff Keighley, uh, which was pretty dope, to be honest. It's very, very cool. I don't know the technology to make that happen. I don't know. It's amazing. But yeah, that was very smart and makes me want to jump back into League of Legends just to check it out and see how it's shaping up. It looks very Fortnite y now. It was very serious and gritty when it started, and now it doesn't look like that anymore. Ah, it does. It does swings and roundabouts. We had a dragon season, and now we've got mirage and snow and snowballs and shit. And then it'll go back to being horrible and gritty and stuff. It's all over the place, and it's great. <laughs> nice. Okay. Cool. What it did do is make me want to go back into Titanfall Two. Ah, which is now free on PS Plus for this month. Yes, it is. Go and get it. Why haven't you got it already? For God's sake. One of the best games of the generation, anyway. And then we got a look at Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. Another thing that I don't know anything about, but if you're into D and D, that's a thing that's happening. Who's uh, coming in 2020? And then we got a look at Devolver's new game, uh, Weird West, from Warfight Studios. The guys that made Dishonored and Prey. That's it. My friends Devolver. Yes, <laughs> best friends Devolver who uh, <laughs> are releasing a game called Weird West, which is like a top-down country uh, kind of western. Uh, looks, looks a bit like cool. um, Desperados, isn't it? But but fluid, yes, not sort of term, not point and click. So yeah. not like Desperados then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking that, that sort of isometric look of Desperados and Commandos, that kind of thing. But obviously, 
But uh, yeah, no, it's quite good. And I'm a big pre- uh, Dishonored fan anyway, so I'm always going to be looking forward to that. I'm, I'm, I think Dishonored is always like an underdog for me because it could have done much better than it did. And it, 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 the second one and its DLC just just went by the by, and that's a shame because I would have loved to see another one of those. But um, yeah, I've got high hopes for this one. Yeah, I mean, I loved the first the first Dishonored. I'd really loved. And so I don't know for some reason the second one did you? Yeah, I, well, I've, I've played like every version of it. Um, you know, like like I said, I'm a sucker for getting re-releases. I think I bought it on the 360 when it came out, and then I got the PS3 version with the DLC. Oh, after playing the DLC on the Xbox 360, and then I had it on PS4 when they remastered it with all the DLC, and then it came free because I bought the the deluxe edition Dishonored 2 with the, the actual mask. Okay. Um, and that came with the code for the first one again with all the free games. So I traded in my PS4 version and started playing it again. Excellent. Yeah. I'm a big Dishonored fan. I, I love my stealth games. And when they announced that, I just thought it looked amazing. So yeah, I've got hopes for a Weird West. I know it's not going to be like Dishonored or Prey, but I think it's in good hands. Prey was good. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Uh, then we got a look at another Magic thing, Magic Legends. There was a trailer for this about every 30 seconds, it felt like. <laughs> um, if you're into Magic the Gathering... Go for it. That's happening in 2020. Um, and then an Oculus Quest game called Path of the Warrior was announced. Got a very 80s aesthetic to it. Uh, looks very cool. Makes me want an Oculus Quest, to be honest. I assume it's going to be everywhere else as well in terms of the VR space, but it uh, looks pretty cool. And then Ghosts of Tsushima. We finally got the extended version of that trailer that we saw in State of Play. Good God, this game's looking pretty. And we got a date of summer 2020. Not a date, I know, but it's as close as we're going to get. Looks Benchmark, to be yeah. the, the final kind of major first-party game for the PS4 before Sony ramp up the PS5 hype. Did you see the trailer? I thought it looked pretty damn good. I think it had all, all the hallmarks of a uh, Sucker Punch game. So that's going to be positives and negatives, but it looked very nice, and I hope that it's good. But, you know, I'm not holding up my, my hopes, because... I thought the last Infamous looked amazing, and while I enjoyed it, nobody else seemed to. So, fingers crossed. I definitely enjoyed First Light more than Second Sun. Yeah, which you know the, the character was so much better. You know, Delson mm. Rowe wasn't exactly the best protagonist to go with, but and, and you know, First Light was she. You know, she was a cooler character just by powers and by personality. Yeah, but you could see a lot of what Sucker Punch do in their games. In this trailer, you know, the verticality of it, you could see him looking down on the village and thinking, okay, well, I'm going to go and kick the crap out of that then. And it, it looked it looked cool. You know, it looked Kill Bill cool. I just, I really hope it's good because, like, this is Sucker Punch's kind of, like, last chance, I think. Fingers crossed. Indeed. I mean, they got the visuals down, at least, more than anything else. Yeah. It looks, yeah. Uh, it looks gorgeous. Uh, Greg, did you see the trailer? What do you think? Did yeah. Um, I remember looking at this one when the trailer was around last year, year before. It was last year, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, there was an E3 gameplay trailer. Yes. Uh, this year. Um, is it this year? Yeah. Or was it? God, oh yeah. I forgot no, we... no, it was 2018, wasn't it? Obviously, because PlayStation weren't at E3 this year. Yes. So, when you're in yeah. the field and you fight what looks like like a former apprentice type person or yes. something and she's she's challenging you for betraying them or you she's betrayed you or something like that um i thought it looked amazing obviously i had sekiro hype as well so it looked like two different 
beasts and i was very very excited about it when they showed that trailer at state of play or the, the teaser for the trailer at state of play i thought it looked massively downgraded i just thought it looked like a like a dynasty warriors intro i thought um they've really got to pull something out of the bag here to make me go hang on because that trailer last year with all its flowing grass and everything and real real like gameplay engine stuff looked amazing and this pre-rendered one the other week i thought oh god it just looks a bit naff and then the trailer the other day and i thought nope nope back on board i'm, I'm team, team team tsushima Team Tsushima. Nice, cool. Well, that is coming in summer 2020. Maybe we'll see. Uh, well, the... there's there's rumours that it'll it'll be a launch title for PS5, isn't there? there there's there's rumours abound that it'll get quote unquote delayed. And oh no, and now it's gonna we're gonna put it onto the PS5 instead. I imagine it probably might be a cross gen. Yeah, I imagine it will be. Yeah. Yeah, that looks more likely. I think Gears Tactics was up next. It looks pretty good. I think I think it's really gonna divide their fan base, though, isn't it? You know, Gears. I'm not. I'm not calling Gears fans idiots or anything like that. But Gears is known as being a running, gunny, shooty, raw lads, lads, lads type experience. So scaling it down to like sort of a tactics game is a bit of a weird choice. But then Halo did it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not gonna probably appeal to everyone. But there's there's some people out there that love Halo Wars. Yeah. And so this is probably feeding that fan base. Uh, sorry, sort of, it's a smart choice because quite a lot of the people who played. And the original Gears are now of an age when they are like, hey, you know what? I don't really need, you know, people teabagging me in my online games anymore. <laughs> maybe I just want to, maybe I just want to sit down and direct some troops to do some things instead. So, yeah, it's 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 nice to offer an alternative in that world because, like I say, that there is a a bit of an aging fan base there. <laughs> which I'm probably inc- including some of us in that, to be fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've got series fatigue. I haven't even bothered playing much of Gears 5 yet, just because I'm so like, oh, bollocks to this. So, yeah, that might even appeal to me, because I did play the, uh, what was the one, Shadow Tactics on the PS4. Yeah. That was pretty good. There's so many good XCOM-style games around at the minute. Yeah, well, I, I, one... I threw out Desperados and Commandos not long ago. I mean, yeah. Commandos is one of my favourite games. Can't do it. It's fucking nails, but... Still enjoy it. <laughs> the Dark Souls of The Dark Souls of Point and Dark Click. Souls. Yeah. <laughs> ah, sorry. Three days three days Dark Souls. Yeah. That's fine. And then we gotta look at nine to five. Which started off as a Dolly Parton song. Uh, a Dolly Parton song, all those years ago. And now is a shooter, which at first started like you know, there was rabbits in it and stuff and they had massive weapons and then it turned into like a rainbow six-esque shooter with actual human beings and i have no idea what's going on at all i don't know if you get to play as rabbits do you get to play as humans i really don't understand it did anyone see this trailer can they explain it to me did see the trailer cannot explain it to you okay <laughs> it was it was it was weird because i honestly thought that i started watching it and i was watching it on the way to work and as I turned, I turned back to the trailer. I was like, oh, I've moved on to a different trailer. I must have done. And then I realized I was on the same trailer. I was like, this feels like two very different games stuck together. <laughs> we, shall, we shall see. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> going to be something to keep an eye on, just to try and understand fully what's what's happening there. We'll, we'll bring you the latest as soon as we know what the fuck that game is. <laughs> Bring it on. And there was a couple more things. New World from Amazon Games. Pretty wild. And the Rack of Blade Points looks very cool. Kind of in got a kind of uh, Sekiro-esque look to it. That's coming next year as well. Um, and then Telltale returned out of nowhere, kind of, with The Wolf Among Us 2. Now, this is interesting because it's been branded as a Telltale series and it's been made by the company which is now funding full of 
ex Telltale staff. So can we class this as a Telltale game or not? I mean, the company that's making it is called Telltale. There are some old Telltale staff there, but most of them have moved on. I mean, if they're using the same engine and they've got enough people to, I think time will tell. I mean, it looked like a Telltale game and that was a Telltale game style trailer. So we'll see. We will indeed. I I don't know what to make of it at the moment, but hey, new Telltale, new Wolf Among Us. Down with that. Absolutely. Um, and I'd like to say that we did call this. This is the reason why you should be listening to this podcast. So many of these announcements we already knew about and we told you about months ago. We said that, you know, The Wolf Among Us 2 would be the next thing out of Telltale. Yeah, I mean, it was going to be originally made by Telltale, wasn't it? And then, well, then they died. Yeah, and that was I mean, back. The next thing was their original series, wasn't it? So their, the next thing out of the original Telltale was supposed to be that whole original new series that they were going to do with TV shows and stuff. And mm. that's kind of what bankrupted them. So Wolf Among Us 2. Yeah. Yay. And then out of nowhere, Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel came out to the stage. And I thought I was going to get the trailer for Fast 9. But instead, they just talked about the trailer for Fast 9. And so there's no trailer for Fast 9 yet, apparently. But what we did get was Fast and Furious Crossroads, which is a video game coming out in April next year, featuring the cast of the Fast and Furious movies. And this trailer was terrible. I don't want to be that guy, but this does not look like a good game. And it looks kind of PS2-era-esque. Not, not necessarily a bad thing, but the visuals don't look great. Um, there's not really an idea of what the game is. It was just a, a cutscene kind of trailer, but yeah, I'm not sure. Anyone else's thoughts on Fast and Furious Crossroads? Yeah, I'm with you, little wank. Yeah. The I think someone's obviously too. paid them a lot. I was going to say, it reminds me of Wheelman. It's just... Someone's paid them a lot of money to promote a game with their faces in, and they're going to ham it up and go, yeah, it's amazing. I did enjoy the, the presentation. A lot of people were like, why have you ended the Game Awards on a game that looks like that? <laughs> <laughs> and I get the feeling they really thought they were going to get the whole Keanu Reeves experience by bringing out Vin Diesel. <laughs> and yeah, Vin Diesel's got about as much charismatic joy in him as a peanut. you're not going to get the same reaction so fair play Mm. to Jeff Keighley for trying it but I mean you know Fast and Furious Crossroads Cyberpunk 2077 Um, let's let's weigh it up and see what happened but you know if you're into Fast and Furious that's a thing that is happening and I will probably play it and I'll enjoy every second of it you know we will you know we will yeah I know (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was the trailers from the Game Awards. Any thoughts on the winners? Sekiro Shadow Die Twice took Game of the Year. Yeah, that's surprising, wasn't it? It was, considering Kojima was fucking sat right there. Oh, God, yeah. Well, I, I, you, you imagine there would have been an absolute riot if Death Stranding won. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it won Game of the Year and Best Action Adventure Game, didn't it? Which is weird, because they, yeah. they had action and action adventure as two different categories. Yes. <laughs> it just, it just yeah. seems really weird. Devil May Cry 5 won Best Action Game. Um, Art Direction was Control. Good winner. Good winner. That was a great yeah. category, actually. Uh, yeah. So... Um, I'm a bit bit sad that Resi 2 didn't win anything. I mean, I would have thought it would have got something for audio design for, you know, the, the, the surround sound with the zombies and whatnot and the, the chillingness. But uh, no, Call of Duty got it for its shooty bang bangs. Yeah. Call of Duty always takes that one, though. You know, there's... What's the point? <laughs> it's the same the... shit. It's, it's, it's explosions and whiz-bangs going off behind you. And... Um, I was surprised Control didn't win that one, to be honest. I thought Control were going to take it. Me because too. Because there's nothing more unsettling than fucking Control in terms of the audio. Absolutely. Yeah, true. Yeah. 
walking around and all you hear is never mind uh community support was destiny 2 which to be fair they've had a lot of work to do over the last three years so fair play to them <laughs> it's um, weird that it's a game that needs community to 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 obviously have that support but so it's done yeah. well to like you say to crawl back up and it's nice seeing final Fantasy 14 on there because that's still going because that had a worse fate than anthem did at the start i think it yeah. was just diabolical and then they went sorry took it back rebuilt it put it out yeah uh, family game uh which is basically the nintendo award went to luigi's mansion 3 yeah yeah um i haven't played it but i hear people love it so good on them fighting game went to smash brothers ultimate of course it did over uh, Mortal Kombat 11 and Jump Force and Dead or Alive 6. Get the fuck. <laughs> you, you, you don't like Smash Brothers. You'll never like Smash Brothers. Uh, I, I would like Smash Brothers if they ever made a good one. Oh, man. <laughs> Melee was good. Ultimate's awesome. Don't even start. Um, whatever. <laughs> Indie game was uh, Disco Elysium. Fair play. Over uh, Gris, My Friend Pedro, The Outer Wilds, Slade Spire, and Untitled Goose Game. Is, is, this is a weird one, because is My Friend Pedro really a fresh game? Because it was based on the Flash game from five years ago. I suppose it is its own unique game though, isn't it? So Don't listen to the description of this. This is the thing that I went off on two weeks ago. It's a fucking stupid reward. <laughs> yeah. Well, considering considering Death Stranding won game direction, and it's like, hang on, is that because Kojima wrote and did everything? He put that tweet out, didn't he, a while back, saying, yeah. oh, I've written this, directed it, and da 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 Never mind the fact they, they showed the credits three times in that game, and there's a lot more people than him. Um, I think it's a bit weird that he won that. Well, I mean... The game won that, but it's he's taking credit for it all. Very weird. Yeah. It won it over control. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Games for Impact was Gris. Congratulations to Gris. Awesome game. Brilliantly uh, revealed by the Muppets by uh, Beaker, which was just tremendous. Untitled Beaker game. I need that in my life. <laughs> um, independent game, Delisco Elysium. Disco Elysium. Over Katana Zero, Outer Wilds, Untitled Goose Game, and Barbara is You. Mobile game, Call of Duty Mobile. <laughs> Come on, guys. What are you doing? I've been trying. Uh, multiplayer Apex Legends. Yeah, boy. Was like, yeah, cool. Over Tetris 99. I mean, that's controversial. Let's be honest. A narrative, another one for Disco Elysium. Ongoing game, Fortnite. Performance, Mads Mikkelsen. Now, I remember you telling me about Mads Mikkelsen's performance in Death Stranding. And how yeah. you said it was much better than Norman Reedus's. Or much yes. kind of more impactful than Norman's. So do you think this was a fair shout over everyone else? What, in, in the game or the category, you mean? Yeah, I mean, because you've played Death Stranding and Control and everyone that was involved in this, so sort of going for you for your, was it a fair? Mass was good. He brought a lot to the role. Sam, Norman Reedus' sound was just more like the sort of player surrogate who, unfortunately, has that same problem that Solid Snake has of just repeating everything back to people. So he was boring as a character, I thought. I won't spoil the story. He does get a bit of a redemptive arc later on, but to start with, he's just this gruff, loner. He's basically just Norman Reedus. Doesn't say very much because he doesn't say very much. He sounds like an idiot. So yeah, Mass really carried that. I thought as a game, but with the others in the category like Matthew Peretta, who I thought was brilliant as Doctor Darling in Control, because to me it's Alan Wake, isn't it? So it was nice to see him carrying on that sort of like he's aware of what he's doing and really getting involved in it. Yeah, I, I, it was a tough one because like I said he was good. Courtney Hope was good as Jesse Faden. No, it wasn't Courtney Hope, was it? Yeah, Jesse Faden. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was good. But again, I think she had that problem of just answering everything with questions. And the, the constant narration was a bit... It was good, but it got a bit boring for me. So of that category, I think it's, it would have been hard to pick between Mass and Matthew Peretta. I don't know why Norman Reedus was in it. <laughs> <laughs> to get him there, essentially, wasn't yeah. it, really? Role-playing game went to Disco Elysium. Score and music with Death Stranding. Ugh. Over Sayonara Wild Hearts, man. Well, I've said it before. Oh. You're either a fan of Low Raw or you're not. 
<laughs> and I wasn't I wasn't aware of them before, but I'm not a fan now. Sports Racing went to Crash Team Racing Nutri Fueled, a game I can't play because I'm terrible at it. <laughs> that is such a fucking bullshit. Like, okay, whatever. Sports slash racing game. Oh, we didn't we have this last week as well, because it's just weird having racing games with football as a lumped yeah. category. But then we've also got action and action adventure as two different categories with some of the same titles in both. Strategy game with the Fire Emblem Three Houses and finally VR and AR game. Went to Beat Saber. Yeah, good job. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the awards aren't the most important thing at all of the Game Awards. Not a bad year, considering we all thought that Stranding was just going to demolish everything. Yeah, I mean, it's not as great a game as it was when I started it. As I said last week in my Game of the Year picks, it started well, and then just... <laughs> so up its own ass in Kojima Black Hole head-up buttness. No one ever said I, I like that a, I like a right grumpy bastard today, don't I? Sorry. Um, <laughs> cheer. Woo! Hey, video games, Christmas. Right then, talking of uh, Christmas, let's get into a Christmas category where we decided this one a little while back. You know, we're going to discuss video games and consoles and stuff that we've got Christmas days in the past. Any memorable kind of experiences that we can really remember. It's getting video games at Christmas when you don't, you're not expecting them or just that. It's a really special feeling, especially as a kid. So we're going to go through them. I'm going to start with uh, Mr. Greg Hicks. Uh, I don't have. I don't. I don't tend to get a lot of games. Or games at Christmases because people have that thing. Same with like records and films and stuff. They don't know what to buy me in case I've already got it. Uh, one of my fondest memories when I was a lot younger, when I had a Master System 2, was my uncle bought us Smash TV, which is fantastic. And that game needs a redoing or something. But I remember it wasn't a very, I know it's a very violent game, but it wasn't very gory or anything. But it was my first real sort of foray into like over the top gaming because all i had on my mass system at the time was alex kid and sonic 2 so having something that was completely different from the platforming side of things when i was like seven or eight was mind-blowing uh, my other sort of real fond sort of christmas gaming related thing was not working in retail fuck that no i used to obviously get like christmas money and go out and like pick a game for myself or something and i remember going into game years back when I saw the PS1 games and picking up, I don't know if you guys ever played a lot of old school RPGs, but on a whim, I saw Suicoden 2, Suicoden, Suicoden, however you want to pronounce it. And I looked at the back of it and thought, oh, this is a weird looking little 2D, like Alundra style Breath of Fire sort of 2D sprite based um, RPG. And I thought, I'll give it a go. And it cost me sort of 30 quid, which to me at sort of 15 was you know, a lot of Christmas money. So that. I was already, I've already played like sort of Final Fantasy at that point, and like I said, Breath of Fire three. So I I was aware of like JRPGs and started playing Suicoden, and I actually loved it. And it's a big game considering it's not like a big world destroying evil force type thing. It's more about like warring states and empires and warring regions, that kind of thing, political subterfuge type thing. But the the focus of the game is recruiting your army, and there's like 108 recruitable characters that you can have, and the different endings you can get. But from that. It made me want to hunt down the first one, which was rare as rockin' or shit. And luckily, I knew the manager of Pink Planet at the time, and he had one traded in. Because those games now, like physical versions of them, are crazy expensive. But that started off my my sort of drive to collect a lot of older PS1 games, especially a lot of the RPGs. And and, and like the, the games we didn't get over here, like the Chrono Cross, Xenogears, uh, Parasite Eve, and obviously because the second one came out over here. But I did have a very big collection of PS1 games. So all that stemmed, I had to sell them, unfortunately, about 10 years ago. I had loads of the rare ones, role-playing games and some of the, the imports. And I've started collecting them again now. But yeah, it was just that one game that I bought just on a whim because it looked good for, with my own Christmas money that launched, well, a, a hobby to collect 
like vintage games. I don't have the time or money to really fork out on hundreds of eBay. You know, I, I see some of the games I used to have and they're up for like 50 or quid on eBay. And I think I'm never going to play that again. I would just be having it for the sake of having it. But at the time when I was getting these games and I was playing them through, it was just a real sort of STEM sort of hobby, really. And that's why I've always got a love for the PlayStation because I had a big collection of games on there. So yeah, that was that was pretty much it, really. Just that one Christmas whim, you know, took a chance on a game and turns out that it, it was one of the most collectible games. Well, it still is one of those collectible PS1 games. Just wish I hadn't bloody sold it. That is a sad ending to that one. That <laughs> Don't get in debt, kids, when you're young. There you go. <laughs> A very good wise Christmas advice there from Greg. <laughs> yeah, especially at Christmas. Sean Davies, any classic uh, Christmas Day memories that you have? I have two. Go for it. The first, I was young. I can't tell you exactly how young. I we my family had had a very shit year. Some stuff had happened, and it was it was bad times. Uh, it came to Christmas, and me and my brother really weren't expecting that much at all. Um, so we went into the living room. We sat down. There was a fish tank. We had fish which was awesome. We were dead excited about having fish. I'm, I named my fish Scar because he had a scar on his face, um, which my mum and dad felt really bad about that Santa had delivered a fish who'd got like part of his face missing. Um, <laughs> but anyway, my dad disappeared halfway through the morning. He said he was going to the toilet and he went for a long time. And we we finished up opening the rest of our presents and then we were like, okay, we'll go put all these away now. So we went into the bedroom and in my brother and I's bedroom was the PlayStation 1 set up in our bedroom. That's what my dad had been doing behind the backs. And it came with cool borders, came with Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey, and it came with, oh, what's the other one? Uh, Destruction Derby. <laughs> oh, and that's awesome. Bas- uh, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's, a good collect- that's a good way to start. That Christmas, we... After me and my brother had basically spent the day looking at the dinosaur PlayStation, you know, the dinosaur demo, <laughs> oh yeah well you could move the jaws and yeah head and yeah yeah and there was like a demo disc that came with uh this block game where you move blocks down and you've got a guy that's trying not to get squashed by blocks oh uh yeah karoshi uh i think that's that might have been what it's called he plays old games all day and then basically my mum and dad said Do you, should we go and play it together and we were like well we've only got one pad so we moved we moved the playstation into the living room onto the, the big tv which was like 20 inches <laughs> yeah big tv and um we we all sat around the tv playing abe's odyssey and every time we died or we moved on to the next screen we'd swap controller except for when it was my brother my brother would sit there and all he would do is just make abe fart over and over and over again (laughs) now obviously my mum and dad were like exactly like he'd just walk into a screen and like there'd be like a sleeping slug and he'd just go and (laughs) that was just over and over and over again um, and my mum and dad were desperately trying to be authoritative with him and say like, right, okay, now it's somebody else's game, but they were creasing themselves. So, yeah, that was that was one of my greatest Christmas gaming memories. But the the other one is when my wife bought me a PlayStation 4 that I had absolutely no idea about. And we just had twins like six months beforehand. So it was it was unlikely that we were going to get anything big for Christmas. And I think she's probably still playing for the PlayStation 4 now. But uh, yeah, it was it was a big surprise when I got a PlayStation Four, and um, it was it was lovely. It was really good to have like a Christmas with kids and to open all their presents and then to like you know walk away and then she presented a PlayStation Four to me and I was quite speechless to be honest. So yeah, it's good times. Christmas is awesome. <laughs> ah. 
That's what, a good one. what about you, Roscoe? Yeah, there are lots of little moments. Like even now, as like as an adult, I'm very easy to buy for. My sisters and like my uh, my sisters and their partners and stuff, they go out and they buy games for their kids, and then they tell me what game do you want. At the same time, it's like anything they buy for their kids, they can buy for me. <laughs> Which is a really strange thing. You know, that's just, you know, that's what I'm, I'm into. I'm into Marvel and Star Wars and video games. You know, it's, it's nothing, of a, nothing I've ever really grown out of. And I'm really happy about that because it gives me a connection to my nephews and my nieces as well. Who, you know, who really like video games. My nephews especially. You know, they're getting a Switch this Christmas. They don't know that. I hope they're not listening to this. And they're very excited about it. And so I bought them a game. I bought them a, a carry case and... I'm going to be with them on Christmas Day when they open it, and it's just going to be really exciting. And so, yeah, video games play a massive part in my Christmases over the years. And I'm very glad they're around because they allow me to tell stories like this. Oh, I see. <laughs> He's the best. Another big Christmas memory I have is, play, is working at Game Station with Greg Hicks. Yikes. Uh, yeah, you just had to throw that in there, didn't you? Uh, they were good times. They were good times. The only thing that ruined that job was the public. Yeah. Oh, as ever. As anything, really, isn't it? Yes. Um, yeah, Christmas baguettes. Oh um, man, it was so heartbreaking going in county stores the other week and seeing it all gutted out. There was a, a shop that was just right next to Game Station, or a little bit further up from Game Station where we worked, um, called County Stores, which is a it's been there for years and years and years. Decades, it, it's like, one like, of like the oldest department stores or something like that, and it's been around. It's like a family-owned business. I want to say nearly 100 years, something like that. And he used to have a hot food counter, well, a bakery. No, it wasn't. What was in the? There was a hot food counter. Yeah, it was a bakery, wasn't it? Next to it, the. Mm-hmm. desserts and stuff like that yeah they used to like hot like sausage and bacon baguettes and around christmas they used to do the christmas baguette and as i've stolen this from ross he's gonna tell you what's in it just imagine a christmas dinner but stuffed into a baguette turns super it was yeah it was like the baguette <laughs> and it was lined with stuffing cranberry sauce and it was great and they put gravy in it as well so the real trick well they didn't put gravy in it it was just the, the turkey was taken out of a tray with gravy on so the real challenge mm-hmm. was eating it before it dissolved the bread and the napkin you were holding at him. <laughs> and it was those it was those kind of like moments where you had to pre order these things. They were so popular. And we had to go in like in the morning, but yeah, we're gonna get some baguettes later. Yeah, it was, our name down. it was like, yeah, how many want oh four today? Alright, cool, yeah, we'll be up at twelve ish, you know. Yeah. It was a, those good memories and like the Christmas party where we were locked in the game station playing games with, with each other. Oh yeah, because people were looking at the doors and why we're having beer in there and it's like, Hello, you can't come in. Yeah, the police turned up. That was fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> they just saw a bunch of people inside Game Station at like 11 o'clock at night. Not in uniforms. So yeah, they were like, um, what are they doing in there? Yeah. So yeah, they, those were good times. And now County Stores has been reduced to just the post office at the back. And they've taken out all the shelves. And it's just a bleak shell of what it used to be. Very so, sad. Yeah. Very sad. But we've got those uh, those, got those moments we can remember. Yes. At that time. So yeah. Cool. Thanks, gents. Cool. Video games are cool, aren't they? Yeah. Do, do you guys know what you're having for Sorry, just, just, just quickly a second. 190 years County Stores was running for. Jesus. Man. Yeah. Now it's gone. Sorry, Sean. What were you going to say? Do you guys know what you're having for this Christmas? Rum. You have any, any video, game, video games this Christmas? No. I, people don't, like I said, people don't buy me games. So. Mm. Oh, fair enough. Because it, it's, it's that thing of, you know... Um, they don't know what to buy me in case they buy me something I've already duplicated or, you know. So, I end up just buying myself some. Fair enough. Roscoe, you having anything apart from V-Bucks? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> um, 
well, you know, um, Shenmue was was a big one, and so yeah, that's fair that enough. kind of covers it. Shenmue three was the collector's edition uh, was was a gift. So you know. yeah, that's fair play. That's it. I'm very assy when it comes to games at Christmas because I don't like waiting till Christmas for them. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> like, if, if you're going to get this for me, here's when it's out. <laughs> get it nice. delivered on launch, and we'll call it even. It doesn't matter. I don't have anything to open. It doesn't matter. Right, you know, so. God, I'm a dick. Oh, no, fucking hell. Yeah, <laughs> I get very assy about that, that sort of thing. It's like, oh no, I, I bought this for you. I have to wait till Christmas. Like, what? No, I run a video game website. I need to cover the game. <laughs> get it to me now. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, if you guys have any uh, very cool Christmas stories, you let us know over on Twitter at FNGRGNS. That'll be lovely. Right. Let's round this up and round the year off with the quiz answers. Okay, then. Let's do this. So, question one was Which video game series features the characters Sumo Santa and Bad Mr. Frosty? Greg, you know this one, don't you? I do. It's Clay Fighter. That is correct. Oh, God. Both of those characters were in Clay Fighters 63 and third, I think it was. Or three quarters? 63 and three quarters? Clay, there's Clay Fighter. Clay Fighter two and a half, and then the N64 was 63 and a third, yeah. That's 63 and a third, there you go. Uh, so, question two In which Telltale developed episodic game series do you visit the North Pole and Santa's workshop? Roscoe? Salmon Max. Salmon Max is correct. Oh, balls. I put Wolf right. Amongst Us because I was thinking fairy tales. No, it's in the uh, Ice Base Santa, where you go and find out the Santa's base has been taken over. And uh, yeah, Sam and Max are on the case. Uh, question three, which of the Batman Arkham games is set on Christmas Eve? Greg? Origins. Origins is correct. Arkham Origins. <laughs> question four, what was the name of the Mega Drive and SNES video game released in 1994, in which you play as Santa Claus, who's trying to rescue Christmas? From an evil mouse. I'm pretty sure you made this up. Nope. No, he's not. I didn't. I'm. I put a pass on this one, but then I did quickly do a Google afterwards, and I was like, "Yeah, I've seen the picture of that. Never knew what the fuck it was called." So, I know the answer, but I'm not taking a point for it. It's um, is it? It's like days after Christmas. Days. Days, days over be, Christmas. Days before, before Christmas. Christmas. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Days before Christmas. Um, yeah. It's a. It was. It's quite popular back in the day, but only around Christmas, obviously. So, <laughs> okay, uh, question five. In which Nintendo developed franchise might you celebrate Toy Day with a reindeer named Jingle? Roscoe, any ideas on this, buddy? Well, I mean, it can only be Animal Crossing. That is correct. Oh, I think I took a punt on that. Uh, question six. Which of the Saints Row games had an expansion called How the Saints Saved Christmas? Greg? Numero four. That's correct. That is uh, not the title of the game. I will stab you when you come back to Taunton. (laughs) (laughs) Next Saturday. Look it on. Okay, question seven. (laughs) Which is the best-selling game of 2019? Roscoe? Is it Mortal Kombat 11? It's not. Oh, that's what I put. Oh, okay. I thought it was. I thought I read something the other day saying it's surprisingly one of the the biggest-selling games of 2019. It is one of the biggest, but it's not somewhere to... It's not. It is Call Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Fucking is. Oh, for fuck's sake! (laughs) Can we have real games that are best? (laughs) Can we have actual video games, please, and not products? (laughs) 
<laughs> Fair enough. Did Did you know that Anthem is the tenth biggest selling game of this year? Of <laughs> course <laughs> oh, well, it is. It was hyped beyond oblivion, wasn't it? Just Just like I, I scrolled up the top ten list and was like, how? <laughs> anyway, um, that's uh, that's good news for new IP. But of course, yeah, that isn't how to do new IP. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That you know. To be fair, the sequel is going to be good if the, if it follows the Watchdog seat that you know formula. Yeah. <laughs> the sequel is going to be really good. Uh, okay, question eight: Which Sega Saturn exclusive game had a two-level Christmas-themed sampler that was distributed as a demo with the console attached to magazines and packaged with other games? Greg, uh, Nights into Dreams. That is correct. Christmas Nights into Dreams. Christmas Nights into Dreams. Uh, question nine: Which PlayStation One survival horror game took place on Christmas Eve? Roscoe, Parasite Eve. Parasite Fuck Eve. Off, correct. Did you know that? Come on. Oh, yep. Yeah, sorry, I like video games. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that because I own. I own it. Did you really think I wasn't going to know that? Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't. Evidently, I can know. The uh, what's the main character called then? Jack. Question ten: <laughs> Which 2016 developed? <laughs> oh shit. Which 2016 game developed by Capcom saw you fighting zombies over a Christmas period? Uh, Greg? Hang on. No, go on, tell me. What's the name of the main um, character in Parasite Eve? Are you fucking serious? No, I remember the I remember the, the, the setting of the game. I never <laughs> played it. I remember Googling Christmas Eve game PS1 survival. Oh, fuck off. Sean, can you tell him to shut up? I'm sick of this bullshit. It's Christmas. Right? I, think I've just, I think I've just rumbled Ross. The answer to your question, Sean, was Dead Rising 4. That is correct. Okay. Shit. Oh. It's not very good. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So, would you mind totting up your scores just in case we need to use this tiebreaker? Done. Roscoe, how many have you got? Seven. Oh. Greg? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> right. Tiebreaker. To What's the, the name of the. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the character in Paris? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to the nearest thousand. How many copies did Shenmue 3 sell in, what? Ja- in Japan in its first week on sale? So to the nearest thousand, how many copies did Shenmue 3 sell in Japan in its first week? Roscoe, you can go first. Oh, it's going to be depressing, isn't it? Uh, 20,000. Okay, Greg. You can go second. Uh, fuck knows. Um... 19. I'm going to do a poll and go one lower. <laughs> the answer is 18,000. Oh, fuck ah! <laughs> Well done, oh Greg. God, I did a, a poolism and I won. <laughs> you see, it works. Yeah. Every, everybody should be telling each other how shit they are at this quiz, and then you were all win. You were well all done. win. <laughs> all right, zero wing. <laughs> <laughs> all your wins belong to us. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah that was this week's quiz if you did participate please do let us know how you get on Greg is now on a number that's bigger than the last number that we quoted last week because I can't eight. remember how many wins he's got eight wins there you go well done tight tight one that one tight one such bullshit I'm still waiting for Ross to answer me such Ross bias yeah <laughs> all over it uh, thank you very much Sean it's a pleasure, as always. And that, my friends, does bring an end to this episode of the Fingers Podcast and the end of the Fingers Podcast for this year. Before we go, I just want to say, if you have listened to us, we have cleared 2,000 unique downloads on this podcast, which is 
pretty insane, really. I know it's mm. nothing compared to like the major guys, but it means a lot to us. And so, if you have checked it out, thank you very much indeed. And we really hope that you enjoy it. And we enjoy making it. We have a good laugh, as you can probably tell. And if you want to keep it going into next year, then we're more than happy to uh, to keep making it. This is the last one until 2020, when we get back together for, I guess we, we can call it the second season of the podcast next year. And we'll start all over again, covering a big year in video games. It's going to be a lot of fun with two brand new consoles landing. It's going to be a good laugh. And uh, yeah, thank you very much indeed. Yeah, it's been an absolute ball. You know, we have good weeks, we have bad weeks. We have ones we flow. There are ones where we talk shit for ages and it goes nowhere. Um, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's just a nice, cathartic way to talk about gaming. I just want to say thank you for letting us into your ears once a week. It's insane that people make time to listen to us talk shite. And thank you for doing so. There we go. Uh, yeah, we do really appreciate it. And uh, Parasite Eve's main character is called Aya. Or yeah. Aya. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. God. I just had to play through the whole game in order to find that out. <laughs> Bloody hell. Bloody mental. Um, so yeah, that does bring an end to the Fingers podcast for 2019. Again, if you are if you do listen to it and you want to spread the love, do share it with as many people as you possibly can. Because we have a we have a good laugh making it and uh, only bigger and better things to come in twenty twenty. Hopefully some more guests and some more kind of conversations with developers and publishers and voice actors and things like that. And uh, yeah, we're going to make it pretty, really awesome. It's going to be great. And maybe, just maybe, Paul Collins will appear on at least one episode. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that's it. Thank you very much indeed for listening. Do follow us over on Twitter at at FNGRGNS. All of our handles are in the description below. All all of our personal ones are. Uh, Follow us on Facebook, forward slash UK over there. And uh, there's, of course, we've got our Patreon. If you do like what we do and you want us to buy all of these goddamn consoles next year, do subscribe to our Patreon for $1 a month. That would be pretty awesome. So yeah, I'm going to leave you with a very cool chiptune-esque Christmas song that you're going to enjoy a lot. So it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Ms. Greg Hicks. Goodbye and have a good Christmas. Goodbye from Sean Davies. Ho, 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 toodles. And goodbye from me. Thank you very, very much for listening. Have a great Christmas and a wonderful new year. And we'll see you on the other side.